Hello, my name is David Coletta, and I'm the senior leader at Mission Community Church. Before you begin watching the Sermon of the Week, allow me to pray that you might encounter God right there where you are. Father, I ask that your spirit will be present right where people are watching this video. May they be receptive to the voice of your spirit as they watch in Jesus' name, amen. From all of us at MCC, may God bless you as you watch this week's message. Revive. 
This morning to um, to speak to you. I, I come to you not as an expert, but um, as really a miracle. Um, when I tell you a little bit about my story uh, in the beginning of this, uh, which I'll get into shortly, uh, you'll understand um, when I say uh, I'm really a miracle. And actually, my three my three young men that are here today that I'm so blessed and honored to have um, they're here this morning, and. And when I sit back and look over on my life, and I wasn't actually ever going to have children, I really didn't want to have children, and I tried to stop myself from having children. But God said, no, I've chosen you. I've chosen you. And he's chosen you. He's chosen you. But before we get off into the message and whatever, I want to have a little bit of fun because, you know, I, I find out one thing as being a mom, you've got to find the joy. You've got to find the joy in motherhood. And um, one of the things, one of the names that I've adopted over my life is um, Mama Bear. That's what um, my children call me as Mama Bear. And so for Christmas, I got this little book that's called Mama Bear. And so what I want to do this morning, because I have a feeling I'm in the room with a lot of Mama Bears, so I wanted to see if we could all relate and kind of get on, a, on the same page this morning to see. So I wanted to just take a couple of minutes here and uh, read a couple of these and see if you guys can actually relate to see what it's like to be a heart of a mom. It says, a big bad world back off because this cub's got a mama bear. You put these little things in here. Where mama bears come from, no, sorry. A mama bear stands up, speaks out, fights hard, fears not, holds on, hugs tight, and above all, loves like you wouldn't believe. It's a mama bear. 
She gives everything and stops at nothing. She raises her family daily. She shows how a mother's love can be soft as a whisper one moment and as strong as a hurricane the next. Just for time's sake, I'm going to move forward. It's a moment keeper, day maker, life changer. It's a mama bear thing. She can convey, don't even think about it with just one look. Have you ever got one of those looks that you just like, oh my goodness. So, and we'll finish up with here. Um, embraces the love and chaos of motherhood with arms open wide. It's a mama bear thing. And you know what? Mamahood is God's heart because he has the mother and the father heart of God, both. So what I want to do this morning, I got a couple of little things to give away, and I'm going to ask Robert to do it. What I want to do is to see who is the newest mom here. Do we have a new mommy that's just, I know we have some that's out that just had birth, but do we have somebody who's a new mommy for the first time here that's like maybe less than a year or so old? I'd like to give you a little gift. Is there anybody out here? Kind of hard to see. Well, I think it's probably the, the new mommy is going to go to Laura. So would you give that to Laura Perdue? She just had baby Shep on Thursday. So congratulations on that. Congratulations on that. Uh, the next one is going to be the one with the most children. Okay. So why don't we start with eight? We'll see if we have any eights in here. Do we have any, any mothers in here with at least eight children? Seven, six, five. Oh, we got lots of fives. How many fives do we have? Wow. Six. Oh, we have six children. Okay. So how many do we have with six? I can't start. One, two. Okay. Three. Okay, good. All right. So give them each, each that, and I've got another, another one over here. Yeah, give, give I've got another book to give, yes. I didn't know if six children will bless you, bless you. <laughs> there. And then I have the other book that's in there. So, okay, I just wanted to have a little bit of fun and lighten things up a little bit this morning because, you know, sometimes uh, being a mom is serious. <laughs> it can be hard work. It can be a lot of work. Uh, but it's such a rewarding, it's such a rewarding job that God has given us. And what I've named my message this morning is, you are his chosen. And how I came to do it, but first of all, you know, I just want to, I want to, I want to pray because I know we've had a lot of prayer and David, your, your prayer this morning was just awesome. But I just want to, I want to pray uh, again this morning and just ask the Holy Spirit to be here. Father, we just thank you so much for what you're doing and we thank you for your mama heart and your father heart that you have bestowed on each of us. It's your design. Family is your heart. And so, Father, I just thank you that you're doing great and mighty things in the midst of your people. And that, Father, that no matter where we find ourselves today, that we meet you. We meet you. And that you speak to each person here the way that they need to be spoken to. And, Lord, I just thank you that you're going to heal hearts, that you're going to change lives, you're going to change perspectives. And, Father, I thank you that we're going to leave today encouraged, that we're going to leave more on fire, that we're going to leave uh, bold, 
and courageous and strong to do the things that you've called. And Father, I thank you for mothers. I thank you for mothers. I thank you for their love, their unconditional love. And Father, we know that that actually comes from you as unconditional love. And so, Father, just pour out your spirit in this place this morning. I pray, God, that you would move beside of me and through me, Lord, and that I would say only what it is that you would have me to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this morning, I want to talk about you are his chosen, you moms. Because, like I said, when I was a young girl, 22 years old, I had made up my mind that I didn't want to have children because I grew up in a divorced home, and I had the, the mindset that, you know, I didn't want to go through the same thing. So I said, I'm, I don't want children. I don't need to have children. So at a very troubled time in my life, I was in the hospital, and I had asked a doctor if he would, you know, prepare me to where I would not be able to have children. And he looked at me, and he says, no, ma'am, I will not do that for you. And I remember getting very upset about that. I thought, well, it's my body, right? I should do what I want to do with it. But you know what? I thank God that I didn't because I think because down the road, the Lord knew that one day I would have three sons, my three sons. And you know what? Many of you may be sitting in the place of being a mom and you may be not expected or you may have planned all your children and they came out one in a row. And, but you know what? It's, they're not an accident. God plans our lives, and he orders our steps. And so I'm just so thankful that I did not go through, the doctor did not go through that, So, because my three sons are some of my greatest blessings. Now, they've also been my greatest training instruments as well, as many of you have, and we know that that's one of God's purposes with our children, is he, he teaches us a lot about us. He teaches us a lot about us. But what I want to start out with this morning is... Uh, I was watching the movie Chosen, and it was the episode where Mary was sitting around the fire, and everybody wanted her to tell them a little bit about what it was like birthing Jesus. Because we, we, we sometimes in our mind, we can't really understand what Mary went through or, or, you know, what it was like. But when she sat there and she went through the steps of having baby Jesus, she said this, first of all, she said, nothing about it was easy. She said, I was not in my hometown, and I did not even have my mother. And I had no midwife. And so when Joseph handed him to me, it wasn't as I had expected. He had to be cleaned. He was cold and he's crying. And we're thinking, this is the Son of God, right? This is the Son of God, and they both knew that. She said, the thought crossed her mind is that he needs me. He needed Mary. And I think sometimes we forget that uh, in the story of Jesus. We just we think it's, it was a immaculate conception and all the things. But we forget that Jesus needed Mary to take care of him, just like he needs you moms to take care of your children. And then someday they'll grow up to take care of you. So I know Mother's Day, I love the, the, the thing that Madison uh, read to you this morning because Mother's Day can bring a lot of different emotions. It can bring a lot of different feelings. I don't, uh, both of my parents are deceased and have been, but thank God for spiritual parents. 
thank God for those who are uh, that come alongside us and, and uh, parent us. But what I, what I want to want you to think about today is that God really does need you. He chooses you. He chooses your children. He chooses you, and so He needs you. As we know, God's heart is family. Family started with Him. He has a father, a father heart and a mother heart. God is all about generations. He's about legacy and he's about inheritance. And the, the great thing is, is our, our relationship with him starts. We start, we, we're, we're not sons or daughters at the time. We're, we're orphans, basically. We don't have a father. But when we accept Jesus in our heart, us orphans become sons and daughters. And so we are his sons and daughters, as it says in Romans 8. And the scriptures that I want to, uh, this morning, is uh, two of them that I'm going to read. is Psalm 127.3. Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. And Psalm 128.3, and I never really realized this until I started reading this, is that it goes right after it says, your wife will bless your heart and home and your children will bring you joy as they gather around the table. And you know that motherhood is, brings, has a lot of joy, but it has a lot of other things that go with it as well. A lot of sleepless nights, a lot of busies, a lot of things. Someone put up a picture on a, uh, that I saw, it said, uh, Mom, we've taken care of everything today, so you go have a good day. We've got everything in order. And they had about 15 people that were standing across there. It was a doctor, a nurse, a cab driver, and all the things. And I thought, you know, I chuckled. I said, that really is what it would take to give a mom off for a day, is all the many hats that we wear. But you know what? God knew that you could handle your children. And I can remember the days that were hard in my life, thinking, I don't know that I can do this, God. I really don't know that I can do this. And, he, and, and he, he'd always say, yes, you can. You've got everything that you need for that child. You've got love. And first and foremost, it's love. Um, home is supposed to be a haven of love and good feelings. But the truth is, love, home is where we learn to love, we learn to laugh, we learn to cry, we learn to forgive. That's where we were born into a family. So as we start growing up with our children, we learn all these things. So then when we go outside, then we're able to, to have relationships. But often, as we know, home is the place where the ugliest and most destructive emotions are experienced, where there's a disturbing interpersonal conflict, and inside those four walls lie raw feelings that are concentrated and mixed together if in a pressure cooker. Is there anybody that can relate to those feelings some days when you just feel like you say, well, God, how's this supposed to work? But, you know, there's the bond that gets created. There's a heart connection. There's all these things that, that God works in and through us as we raise and nurture and love our children. But it's ultimately about this one scripture here in Genesis 3.15 where it says, the woman's seed will crush the head of the serpent. So if you think about it, we raise up offspring that goes into the enemy's camp and destroys the works of the enemy. That's what it is, is to raise godly children in an inheritance. And, I, and my testimony is also that, is that I did walk away from the Lord, 
and and uh, but I was raised in a Christian home. But through time, those things that you instill in your children, they come back. They come back. God watches over those seeds to make sure. And so I would just want to, no matter where you're at today and what you're feeling and what you're experiencing with your children, grown children, little children, you know, God's got them. And if you raise them up and train them in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord, he will watch over them. He will protect them. He will keep them. I love the fact that this is the, the Love Life Week Charlotte, um, that you, you see the importance of life, but you can also see that we have an enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and that's what he's after. He's after the godly seed. And so that's why it's so important that we, as Christian parents, that we do instill our children into the, the things of the Lord, that we raise them up, that we actually are Jesus, or the first Jesus that our children see. That's how we, they begin to know us. And I want to say here, if for some reason you weren't raised in a Christian home and maybe your children are older, there's no guilt and condemnation. I don't want any of you to feel I should have done this because we all have those woulda, shoulda, couldas. We have all those things that we wish we had done. But you know what? God knew our children. He knew what kind of parents that we would be. And he says, I trust you with those children, but I just want you to trust them back to me. I want you to trust them back to me and trust them to me. And the Lord does not define us by our weaknesses. He looks at our future and where he's taking us. He sees what our children uh, are going to grow up to do. He sees even our, you know, the future. Beyond. We look at the hearing now, and God looks at the future. And so he sees the future generations. He sees the future inheritances of our seed and our children. Well, I want you not to focus on where you fall short, but focus on who the Lord is and that he is faithful. He is faithful. These were the three things that I learned about parenting is that God reveals desperately how much we need him. We desperately need the Lord. We can do nothing without him. And he does it to reveal his character and his nature. We know that there's no perfect parents or no perfect children, only a perfect God. And he comes to reveal me to me. And it's like I said, that's the thing that you really start learning a lot about is when you have children is you learn things about yourself that you didn't know. And that's been one of my life's journeys. And, I, and I'm continuing to walk that out and continuing to trust my children. And so what I would like to do this, I'm just really feeling the Lord say, is, is, there, is there people in here right now who are feeling like that maybe you didn't have the best home life growing up or you didn't have things perfectly and maybe there's some things there that you need to let go of this morning and you need to release to the Lord. Because I had to do that as well growing up. I had to, to deal with some, some hurt and pains from my mom and dad, maybe some needs that they didn't meet for me that I thought they should. Is there anybody here in this, in this place that feels like that you need God to do a healing in your heart depending upon the type of situation that you grew up in? Okay, good. Good. I wanted to make sure of that because I know that that was a journey that I had to walk on myself. I had to forgive my parents. I had to for, and, and, and as I did, I received more healing because I think as children we can grow up and we have expectations of our parents, 
But, you know, there are people, too. They're learning and growing, and so we should extend grace and mercy. Extend grace and mercy. One of the things that I want to talk about, too, is in 2 Corinthians 10, 12. We don't tear that. It says, don't compare yourselves. I know that this is one of the things that it's easy to do, and especially as women, we like to compare ourselves. We like to look at our strengths with other people's weaknesses and vice versa, and then you can walk away feeling condemned or less than or not good enough when those days get long and the nights get long. But I'm here to say, don't compare yourself with other people. Press into the Lord. Let him show you how he has wired you to do and how he wants, to, you to be for your, wants you to be your children's mother. And one thing we have to learn with our children, it's not about their status or where they grow up or live or the job title they have. It's not about, you know, having great accolades or all the things. And those are all important but I think the greatest thing that we can do is, is raising our children to love and serve the Lord, to walk in his truths. I know in um, John 3, 1 and 4, it says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in truth. So that really is, is that we really want our children just to, to walk in truth, to hear truth. And truth is a person. Truth is, is Jesus Christ. And so as we raise our children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, uh, that is the ultimate goal, is that he will train them and lead them and guide them into places that we possibly can't. I know that there's been times in my own children's lives where I've had a plan and I thought my plan was great. And God says, no, that's really not the plan. And I'm sure a lot of you have had the same things. But you know what? Let's trust our, our self. I trust our children to the Lord. I think about... You know, when what must have gone through Mary's mind when she was Jesus was being on the cross, I'm sure she didn't realize that when she birthed that baby that she would have to be experiencing that on that day. But the thing is, is she trusted God so much, her Heavenly Father, that she knew her son and his destiny and his call. And so sometimes your, your children take different paths than which you want them to or maybe hopes that you had for them. Go to the Lord and ask him to show you and reveal to you his heart for your children and help you, you to learn to love your children in a way that can help them. God rewards our acts of faith. And a lot of parenting is done in faith. Most of it is. And I also want to talk to you about our spiritual children. You know, parenting always goes on. It's like you grow up and you have children, and then your, children's ch your children have children and your grandparents. But then there's the aspect of spiritual children. And I'm just so thankful for spiritual parents. Like, my parents have been gone for some, a number of years. And I have people here in my life, in this church, that are my spiritual parents, and I'm so thankful for that. So don't ever discount that. And ask God to show you, is there somebody that he needs you to spirit to be a spiritual parent to? Is there someone that you can pour your life into to help to encourage and rain, to raise up and train? <clears throat> okay. Um, I got to thinking about the mother, uh, Moses' mother, too. I mean, think about Moses. She, did, she had this baby. She heard that there was a decree 
but that God, I really believe God supernaturally gave her a strategy and a plan because he knew that Moses was going to be the deliverer. And so he gave her that plan and that strategy and how to, set, to get her baby crossed so that it would be divinely saved and that he would grow up in Pharaoh's house. So if God does that for the, the Bible, for the people in the Bible, then how he still does that for us as well. So if there's times where that your children are in, things that, some of the greatest things we can do is pray for them. Just pray for them and trust that God has got them. He's going to get them to their destiny. And it's, it's up to him. All you need to do is just love them and encourage them and, and point them to him. Moms have a big call on their life. They have an opportunity to raise the next generation. No one can take the place of a mother. There's no greater task, no more res greater responsibilities or privilege in the world than to make a God-centered home and family. And I want to just commend all of you young families here because we do have a lot of young families with young children. I just bless you this morning because it's not easy, it's hard, and you're having to make some hard choices and stands against what the world is saying, but I just bless you this morning, and I, am, and I honor you for choosing to do what God has, has called you to do, and maybe not what you actually might want to do or what someone else has told you that you should do, so I just commend you for that. Moms have lots of hats, but raising a world changer is the most important. And I know it's hard to see those world changers when they're toddlers. I had three in diapers at the same time. So you don't necessarily, necessarily look at world changing. You're, some days you're just trying to get through the day. But, you know, as they grow and mature and, and, and grow up, you look at them and you say, wow, God, I can really see your hand moving in their life. I see you. I see you moving in their life and also changing my life in, through that process. And in Titus 2-3, Becoming the spiritual mom. I probably have more spiritual children than I have real children in the natural. And, and I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for that because our spiritual children, I, I, they're just, it, the inheritance goes on and on and on. It just keeps going and going. So what I want to ask you this morning, I've got a blessing here that I want to, uh, to speak over you. I'm going to speak it over the men as well. But... If, there, if there's something in your life, like I asked earlier, if you, there's something in your life between your parents that maybe you've not been able to forgive them for something, I believe the Lord would ask you to do that. Maybe go home, spend some time with him, get along with him in prayer, and see if there's something that you need to, to release your parents. And also forgive yourself. And sometimes that's the hardest because we look at our mistakes and we look at the things that we wish we could have done or done differently. But you know what? Forgive ourselves. Forgive ourselves because God does. <clears throat> what I want to do in closing out here is I want to speak a blessing and decree over you. And, and I'm going to do this for the men as well because, you know, um, men, well, Oh, here we go. It says, men have the authority in the home, but women have the influence. And so, husbands and wives, just 
the great responsibility of raising up a child, just you being on the same page, working together, I think it's uh, an amazing, it's just amazing. So I want to have everyone, whether you're married, have a, whatever, I want you to close your eyes and I want to declare this blessing over you. And um, I want you to just really listen to the words of it because this is God speaking over you, over you. And this was my main thing. Even my message this morning was I wanted, God wanted me to, to decree this over you. And he really wants you to take it to heart and to believe it. And so I want you to fill in your name. Your father made you special. You are created and crafted and designed by God, your father. Before the foundations of the world, your father planned for you. You are no accident. He chose the day and time that you were born. He chose your parents, and he wove you together in your mother's womb. He planned your birth order in your family. He chose every one of your 23 pairs of chromosomes and 10,000 genes. He reached back into your father and mother's bloodline and chose different parts of your heritage. He gave you everything needed in the package of your life to be an overcomer, a victor, to take the negative parts of your heritage and triumph over them, to walk in the beauty of all that God has placed inside of you. Your Father has made you beautiful and the beloved, and I bless you because you're fearfully and wonderfully made. God invested an incredible amount of effort and concentration in designing you. You are unique, one of a kind. There is no one else like you. Every detail of your body, every organ, and every cell is the result of God's thoughts. Every facet of your personality is the result of his kind intention. You are beautiful and you are loved. God smiled on the day he created you. You bring him so much joy and he nurtures your spirit as he watches over you. Your world needs you. You bring something to your family that no other person has or could. They need the gifts that you bring. Your family would not be complete without you. Others in your circle need the deposits that God has placed in your life. Your father wrote your days in his book, and he has already read the final chapters. Although we have not had that privilege, there is a spiritual treasure chest with your name on it, and there are those being released to you over the course of your life at the appointed time. This is God's master plan. He has foreseen all of your pain. He promises that because of his love, his power, and his blessing upon you, he causes pain and negative things to be transformed into good things before the end of the story of your life. And we don't know everything about who you're going to be or what you're going to do, but you are loved, you are a blessing to your family, and you are a life giver in the world. You are special, and we celebrate God's miraculous design of who you are. I bless you in the name of Jesus. And you know, in my mind, I was thinking this morning, looking at that Love Life Charlotte video, there's no greater miracle than actually love, than, than uh, the birth, the birth of a baby, the formation of it in its mother's womb, all the things, the destiny. It is such a miraculous plan. 
And so I want to tell you that th today God has a miraculous plan for you and your family and your children and your heritage. And it's not about you doing all the right things or being all the best or, or having everything together. It's really about having a heart fully surrendered to him, just loving him, loving your children in the best way that you can, letting them know that you're there for them, that you encourage them, and trust him. Because on this journey, you're going to learn yourself more you're going to learn about God more, and you're going to depend upon him in ways that you never have before. And I know many of you look at and say, well, I don't have time for my quiet time, and I don't have time for this, and I don't, I tell you, use, it. God is with you every step of the way, every day, all the time. That was my quiet times was washing dishes or doing laundry or cleaning toilets or whatever the task might be. God is with you all the time, 24-7. And the other night we were in prayer, and there was a song that was sung. It was called Abba Father. And it says, you're more real to me than the skin on my bones, more than the breath in my air. And so as we go through these trials and things and tribulations, as Max talked about this morning, and a lot of them do include our children, that we've got a heavenly Father that's got their plan and destiny already written in the books of heaven. And, and even in spite of us, he is there. Just remember that you're fearfully and wonderfully made and that you have everything that you need to train and equip and nurture and love your children, to carry on his legacy, to carry on the generations, and most of all, crush the head of the enemy. Just remember you're raising world changers, and they have the ability to crush Satan's head. So bless you. Hey, thank you for watching the Sermon of the Week. We pray that you were blessed by it and you felt prompted to act upon what the Spirit of God was saying to you. If you live in the Charlotte area, we would love for you to come and worship with us at one of our weekend gatherings. That way you can find out more about our church family and what we value most. We encourage you also to give to our ministry so that we might continue spreading the gospel of Jesus to our city and throughout the world. To do so, you simply go to missioncommunity.cc, click on the Give button, and the rest is simple. Lastly, I would encourage you to check out the remaining content on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to subscribe. That way you will receive all of the reminders for fresh content that we put out. Have a wonderful rest of your day. May God bless you and thank you again for watching this week's message.